It is time for another episode of the Highmark Coaches Show here on the Penguins Radio Network. We are joined once again by head coach Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I am Josh Getzoff. Uh, coach, always appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure, Josh. Thanks for being here. And obviously not the way you guys wanted to start this three-game road trip last night in Nashville as far as the loss is concerned, a 4-1 defeat uh, at the hands of the Predators. But in your mind, when you look back at that game, was it as much as a 4-1 score would show? Were there more layers to it? Would you take away from it? Well, I, I thought it was a lot closer than the score indicated. Obviously, it was a 3-1 to one game, and they hit an empty net when we pulled a goalie at the end. But uh, it, I thought the game was a lot closer than that. and It was a, it was a hard-fought game on both sides. I thought Nashville played hard. They played well. They made us fight for the chances that we got. I thought we did the same for them. Uh, you know, it was uh, there were a couple of breakdowns that we had uh, in the, through the course of the game. Uh, that ended up in the back of our net, and and sometimes that's hockey. You know, it it's from from the coaching staff standpoint, we're always trying to look at the process and trying to uh, trying to make an, an honest assessment of where our team was at, and uh, and and that's and and that's how we try to look at it. We remove the emotion, and we try to make an honest assessment of how our team played. <clears throat> I thought we were engaged. I thought we were invested emotionally and physically in the game. Uh, I thought it was a hard-fought game. And, uh, you know, and, and I thought for a lot of the night we were the better hockey team. We just didn't score. Uh, and, and so you got to give Nashville credit. They defend hard, and the goaltender played extremely well. Uh, but, but I think if we, if we have that type of a commitment, uh, we're going to win more games than we lose, that's for sure. Yeah, UC Soros, 13 saves. The Penguins definitely brought it there in the third period, unable to come back, though, in the loss. And a couple of layers to that game, Coach, as I mentioned, is, is the game started. We got news that, one, Zach Aston-Reese was out. Uh, obviously, we've since found out that was a non-COVID illness that kept him out of the lineup. But a couple movement uh, pieces in your top six with Brian Rust going to Evgeny Malkin's right wing, Evan Rodriguez coming up and joining Jake Gensel and Sidney Crosby. Uh, what was the thought, I guess, behind those two moves and when you looked at it from your roster perspective? Well, we, we're trying to get more balance through our lineup. And, uh, and we've been talking about this for a while. And, and Sid's line is, uh, has been pretty dominant for, for quite a long time here. Uh, but but we weren't getting the production from from the rest of our lineup that we felt was necessary, quite honestly, to con to win consistently. And it's it's hard to win consistently in this league with just one line producing the offense. And so we're trying to find uh, different ways to create some balance through our lineup. You know, we've talked about putting Rusty with Gino here for a while now, and uh, we've been reluctant to do it, quite honestly, because Sid's line had been so dominant. Right. And so, uh, you know, we just felt this was the time. And uh, if, if you know, we've got Sid and Jake together, and we have Gino and Rusty together, and, and, and then we can look for that uh, for that third piece to, uh, you know, to, to complement those those tandems, uh, then, then maybe we, we can create some balance in our top six. And, and that's, that was the thought process behind it is just looking for ways to create some balance so we get production through our lineup so we have a better chance to win consistently. It seemed like there were a couple times throughout the game, too, where you unleashed Evgeny Malkin with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel, maybe to your point of trying to find a spark, trying to get something going uh, with the offensive group. Now, I know those three don't necessarily check the boxes, people that need to, quote, get something going. But um, how much are you kind of open to that idea within the game now of trying to just filter out some offense in a surge here and there with your group? Well, it's something we talked about. Um, I, I actually had a conversation with our players about that, with, with Sid and Gino in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I also talked with our coaching staff about it a little bit. And it, it was a circumstance where uh, I had 
tried that um, early on in, in my tenure here as the coach in, in trying uh, Sid and Gino on the same line together. And in certain instances uh, throughout the course of the game, just looking for opportunities uh, to see if we could take advantage and leverage their, their strength. And, uh, you know, and, and, and my feeling was that, uh, that we had limited success in, in, in that regard. And, and I kind of got away from it for a number of seasons here. Uh, but it's something that we've talked about recently. I've had a couple of conversations with the players themselves around that, and uh, and and it it might be just another way for us to uh, you know to engage those guys and, and and leverage their skills to try to help us win games. Uh, and and so we tried it uh, last night in uh, in Nashville, and and we'll see where it goes moving forward. But but that is an opportunity for us that that we can try to utilize once again to try to create a little bit more offensive production to make us a little bit more difficult to play against. Uh, it certainly will give our opponents something to think about uh, in those instances, and uh, and and so it, it I, I think it came together uh, through a number of different conversations, both with our coaching staff, but also with the players involved. That was a team in Nashville that you guys lost to last night. That. I mean, watching them in the morning skate, they're a big group. I mean, they have a few guys that are, you know, right around the 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", range. They obviously like to be physical. They're the most penalized team in the NHL. Uh, I hesitate to use the word physical and you guys matching that when I ask you this question because, in my opinion, when I watch the Penguins, a lot of the physicality comes in different ways. You guys are so aggressive on the forecheck. You're so successful on the forecheck when you come into the offensive zone and try to generate turnovers and offer opportunities from that. Um, but how do you think you match the – the physicality uh, aspect of the Nashville Predators in that game last night, because obviously they like to make that part of their MO. Well, you know, I, I thought uh, our team did a really good job trying to dictate the terms, uh, you know, and and so Nashville has a certain identity. They're going to try to play to their strengths. The Pittsburgh Penguins have a certain identity. We're going to try to play our, to our strengths. One of one of the things that that I've always talked about with our players over the years has been making sure that we that we try to dictate the terms in the sense that we play our game and the focus has to be on playing Pittsburgh Penguins hockey and not get caught up playing someone else's game. And and so uh, you know that I I think that's uh, that's an important aspect of us trying to give ourselves the best chance to win in in dictating the terms and I thought our guys did a really good job and uh, you know what what makes me believe that is I thought we controlled the shot clock I thought we controlled territory we had five defensive zone face-offs in the first two periods for example and uh, and that suggests to me that we're controlling territory right you know we had three penalties in the third period I believe and we outshot them 13 to four. So that suggests to me that we're controlling territory. You know, there, there's a number of, of things that, uh, that, that lead me to believe that, that we were successful in that regard in the sense that we're trying to play our, the game that brings, gives us the best chance to win and not get caught up in the emotion in trying to play uh, uh, the, the physical game that, that Nashville thinks gives them the best chance to win. And so, uh, you know, for me, that's how I look at it. I thought our, our guys did a pretty good job in that regard. Certainly a lot of positives to build off of for the Penguins as they get set for the St. Louis Blues on Thursday night. We'll look ahead to that matchup and much more after this. You're listening to the Highmark Coaches Show. 
Welcome back to the Highmark Coaches Show as we are joined by Penn's head coach Mike Sullivan. And coach, uh, we mentioned the shuffling of the lineup last night a little bit in Nashville. A few games ago, you shuffled the lineup due to a recall, and that was Valtteri Pustinen coming in and making his NHL debut against the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday. He gets an assist in that game, and I think a lot of people, you know, and myself talking to people around the organization, Scott Young, J.D. Forrest, the first person they always would mention was Valtteri Pustinen and how he was playing in Wilkes-Barre Scranton. We finally got to see him in the big club. What were your impressions of his uh, first NHL taste? I thought Pusty had a great game. I thought he played really well. He made some plays. He, uh, you know, I think his greatest asset is his offensive instincts. He sees it really well. I think he's got a high hockey IQ. Uh, and and I thought for his first NHL game, he played really well for us. You know, he brought us a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm. You know, when a player come, gets called up and plays in his first NHL game there's there's a certain level of enthusiasm around that I think it brings all of our players back to their own first NHL game and uh and and I thought it it, it brought our team some juice and we felt that at that particular point our team was a little bit stale and and kind of flat in the last couple of games that we were playing we felt like we needed to try to uh, try to manufacture some emotion and some energy for our group. And, and I thought Pusty did a, did a great job in helping us in that regard. And uh, I thought he played really well for his first NHL game. That was a game that snapped a two-game skid and a 5-2 victory over Vegas, but also a game where you guys lost Brock McGinn to an upper body injury. Uh, labeled week to week, it's been a handful of days here. Is there any update on his status as far as potentially getting back on the ice or returning to the Penguins lineup? His status hasn't changed. He's still in uh, week to week at this point. Uh, he is not on the ice uh, yet. You know, obviously he's a he's a tough guy for us to replace he, yeah. with what he brings to our team. He's just a he's such a good player on both sides of the puck. He's helped us uh, on the offensive side, but he's so tough to play against just with his with his defensive prowess and his physical plays. He's a real big part of our penalty kill as well. So not an easy guy to replace. We certainly miss him in our lineup. Uh, we're looking forward for the opportunity to get him back. But in the meantime, we need other guys to step up here and try to fill that void. You hit a couple things I wanted to ask you on about there with Brock McGinn because he comes back or he goes out, I should say, right as Teddy Bluger comes back. And these are two guys that it's almost been amplified, I think, to a lot of people who don't follow the Penguins regularly that when they're not in the lineup, their presence is really missed. And to have it kind of come back to back, two penalty kill guys, as you mentioned, but two pretty strong depth forwards for you as well. Uh, you get one back, but you lose the other. It's kind of a, I don't want to say a gut punch, but it kind of knocks you back a little bit in the process, I would imagine, also. Yeah, we were really looking forward to, uh, us, you know, reassembling that, you know, Bluger line. We they, They've got a unique identity for our team, and, yeah. and they're, they've been so vitally important in helping us win games and, and how we use them. They We put them in tough situations. They get defensive zone starts. A lot of times they got to play against our opponent's top players, and, and they defend hard, and, uh, and they get the job done for us uh, on most occasions. And uh, so we were looking forward to get to getting healthy and, and, and trying to get that group back together. And, and certainly Teddy and, and Ginner are such a big part of the penalty kill as well. They help us in that capacity also. So uh, it just seems like, uh, you know, that it, adversity hits us a number of different ways. And uh, we can't seem to, to, to field a healthy team for any length of time. But uh, that's that's just part of the of the game. It's a, it's a physical game out there. And uh, and injuries occur, and, and we're going to have to do our best to react the right way. Has been remarkable what you guys have been able to do with all the injuries that you've had. One guy who was out of the lineup was Mike Matheson. He missed five games with the upper body injury. 
third game back last night from that injury as the Penguins took on the Nashville Predators. Uh, he's got a couple points in his first few games back. Obviously, we know the skill is there, but you paired him with Chris Letang, too. What would, would have been your thoughts on his return to the lineup and maybe the impact that it's had on the identity of the Penguins as a whole? I, I thought Mike has had a few, a, a, you know, his first few games back here coming off that injury. He's played uh, pretty solid hockey for us. You know, we, we made a decision to – uh, to shake up the pairs a little bit back there, just because we we didn't feel as though we were we were playing as well as as we were in in that first 35 plus games of the season, and and sometimes uh, as a coaching staff we're trying to affect a little bit of change, and and so uh, and and that was some of the motivation and why we made the decision that we made there. Uh, we do understand and know that we can go back to the pairs that we've had for for so long, right. and, uh, and and we know what they're capable of. But you know, when when things don't go the right way, or certain players go through uh, you know struggles, uh, sometimes a little bit of a shakeup is is a good thing, uh, just to try to tweak the mindsets a little bit, and uh, and that was part of the motivation for for shaking up the pairs the way we did. But. Uh, but Mike obviously is a good, solid defenseman for us. With Mike coming back, you guys had your full complement of defensemen, and I knock on the closest piece of wood, as I could say that, uh, as far as everyone being healthy. But you elected to keep Mark Friedman in, and Marcus Pedersen's now come out, I believe, three games in a row as a healthy scratch, maybe two. I might be wrong on that. But in any event, it's been a couple games at least in a row for Marcus Pedersen out of the lineup. Friedman stays in. Was that just purely performance-based? Because clearly he's he's had an impact on this Penguins team since coming into the lineup. Yes, it was, quite honestly. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's important that we're trying to create an environment here where performance matters. And, and I think that's the world we all live in. And so, uh, you know, to a certain extent, everybody's got to earn their way uh, through their play and their performance. And uh, and and Freed's, I thought, came in the lineup. He, he brought us some energy. He, uh, he has a little bit of a, a, a physical dimension to his game and gets underneath our opponent's skin, that's for sure. But uh, but he's played a solid two-way game for us. He's defended hard. He's he's helped us get out of our end. He's a real mobile guy. He scored a nice goal for us. And uh, and, and so we we felt as though he was deserving of, of being in the lineup, and, and that's why we made the decision that we made. But I, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to send send the message to all of our players that, that performance matters, and, and those that play well will get rewarded with further play, as my college coach always used to say to us. The great Jack Parker, wisdom, <laughs> passed down to Mike Sullivan. Stay with us. We'll be back with more. A couple more segments to go here on this episode of the Highmark Coaches Show right here on the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. The Highmark Coaches Show back at you here on the Penguins Radio Network. And, uh, Coach, last time we talked, I asked you a little bit about your concern for the depth scoring. It had been a while for a handful of players in the Penguins lineup to find the back of the net. But since that conversation, things have changed a little bit, particularly in two of your last three games. You guys have goals from Zach Aston Reese, Dan Heinen, Brian Boyle, Mike Matheson, Mark Freeman, Evan Rodriguez. Obviously, it's a handful of players that have contributed. What has that done, in your opinion, you know, just for the psyche of the team to have those guys see the puck go into the back of the net off their stick? I, th I think it's it's just been great for just for our overall mind mindset. You know, these guys they really care. You know, they they want to score, and you know, we, our secondary scoring kind of dried up there for a little while. But uh, but I can attest that it's not from a lack of effort or lack of try or a lack of investment. Uh, on our players' part, you know these guys are proud guys. They want to help the Penguins win, and and they're 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 trying their best out there. And uh, you know you, you can't always control sometimes whether the puck goes in the net or it doesn't go in the net. You know, fortunately for us, 
over the last little while here, we've been getting some secondary scoring. It's helped us win games, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that's going to be an important part uh, of our team becoming a team moving forward. You know, we talk a lot about a balanced attack and the importance of it and getting contributions throughout your lineup, whether it be through the four forward lines or, or even on the blue line. And, you know, we're getting we're getting contributions from our from our back end as well with 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 some of the secondary scoring. So that's real encouraging from our standpoint. You know, it, it's important for our group to feel good about themselves and 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 what that what they're trying to do to help us win games. And uh, and hopefully that the fact that uh, that some of our role players uh, have found the back of the net over the last handful of games here is going to help us down the stretch. That being said, your captain, Sidney Crosby, is still cruising. Assist last night, now 10 straight games with a point, but you bring it back into the larger picture, and this is a guy that's been towards the top of the league really since he's come back into the lineup for you guys. And obviously a, a slow start to the season with the wrist surgery and then COVID one game after coming back into the lineup, but clearly has hit his stride. And I find it funny, Coach, I hear all everyone talking around the league about MVP candidates, and I'm not saying that Sidney Crosby should win, I'm biased. I feel like he should be up there in a little bit more consideration, but there's just so much more that he does that impacts a game than some of these other guys I see towards the top of everyone's lists. And it's hard for me to look away from the captain when you think about guys you want on your team with the stakes down and the chips high. I mean, uh, what, what are your thoughts on what he's been able to do this year? Well, I agree with you, Josh, but I'm biased as well. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just think uh, Sid has such a mature game. He understands how to win. I think he's one of the best two-way players in hockey and has been for a long time. Uh, and, and, and I think that's what separates him from other elite players is, is he values the defensive side of the puck. You know, we, we play him in defensive situations as much as we play him in offensive situations. Right. And, you know, 99 out of 100 times, he gets the job done for us. That's, that's just what he does for, for our hockey team. So uh, I, I agree with you. You know, I, I think I read a stat the other day where uh, since he returned off of his injury, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's third overall in the league in points. Wow. And so, you know, he, he's still a guy that can t- continues to produce offense, continues to, to uh, you know, to be a point producer himself. Uh, but, but for me, it's all the other things that he does that just add up to a team winning games. And uh, that's why I have just so much respect for him and, uh, and, and what he does for our hockey team. Closing in on Jake Gensel, just a point behind him for the team lead. And speaking to Jake, uh, another goal last night. He's one away from 30 on the year. I always get asked the question, is Jake Gensel a natural scorer? And I have to laugh when I'm asked the question because obviously you see what he did last night in that goal against Nashville. And, yeah, the guy can pick the corner. The guy has the patience. The guy obviously has the shot and the touch too. But um, in your opinion, I mean, how much has – I don't want to say his game evolved, but how much has it matured over the last couple of years to just be consistent and have that ability? He's always been able to score, but he seems to not now be able to have the patience to pick his spots and also you know, put himself in a position every single night and night out to have the opportunity to score goals for this team. Well, I think that, you know, to, just, just to answer the question that, uh, that you asked, he's without a doubt a natural goal scorer you know he has a, he just has an uncanny ability to find the back of the net right. and he does it a number of different ways you know he gets greasy goals by the you know we call them blue paint goals yeah. where he's taking a cross check in order to bang in a rebound you know he plays with a lot of courage so he's around the blue paint he can score there you know he uh, he has the ability to score off the rush and and pick corners or put one under the bar 
you know, he 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 can score goals off a of faceoff like he did last night. Uh, you know, that, that's a goal scorer's goal when you, when you watch how that puck went in the net. Yep. So in in my mind, he's been one of the more consistent goal scorers in the league uh, over the past three or four seasons since he's been a Pittsburgh Penguin. I just think he gets better at it through his experience. He learns, mm-hmm. and 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 I think him and Sid develop better chemistry uh, the more they play together. And so. Uh, without a doubt, in my mind, he's a natural goal scorer, and he's only getting better at it because with each experience that he goes through, I just think he gets a little bit smarter in, in, in how he goes about his business out there. But he, he can score he can score goals so many different ways. I think that's what makes him the player that he is. Quite a one-two punch on that top line for the Penguins with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. And as we mentioned, some depth contributing here over the better part of the last week as well. We'll wind down this show and come back with a final segment of the Highmark Coaches Show after these messages. You're listening to the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Welcome back, Coach. This matchup against the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night is going to wrap up a stretch for you guys where at the time that you face these opponents, you will have played seven straight teams that are in the Stanley Cup playoff positioning right now. Obviously, you had teams like Carolina two times in there. You had Florida, Tampa, Nashville. Uh, St. Louis is mixing in now here tomorrow night. You're 3-2-1 and one in the first six games. Uh, I'm sure, as you mentioned, that game against Nashville the other night probably would have liked to have gone in a different direction. But uh, what do you make of that record? Do you make anything of that record and this stretch for your team here against these kind of opponents? Well, I, I just think it, it's just uh, it's evidence that, that we're a good hockey team and that we're, uh, we're capable of of competing against anyone in the league when we when we bring uh, you know our, our very best game and you know we've had moments through that stretch where I felt like we were the better hockey team and we got results and uh, we've had other moments in that stretch where uh, where we didn't and and so I think there's opportunities for us to to learn through those experiences so that we can become a, a better team moving forward and I think that's our challenge uh, we've got to stay hungry and, uh, and, and, and we've got to continue to grow and get better as a group. And, and so that's, that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, we recognize the, the difficulty of the schedule and, and the, the, the types of opponents that, uh, that we face to this point and what we have moving forward ahead of us. And so we need to get excited about that. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make us a better hockey team. It's going to prepare us for uh, what's ahead down the stretch here. And uh, we just got to make sure we respond the right way. But I, I, I think we've had moments where, uh, you know, where, where we've really liked uh, the type of game that we've put on the ice. And then we've had others where, where we know we can be better. And, and so we're just we're, what our challenge is, is just trying to trying to find the, that consistency. And, you know, I, I look at that game we played down in Tampa. And and for me, that's the blueprint game that that I think we're trying to emulate night in and night out. I'm not saying that's that's a tall task because I thought our group was at its very best. Uh, but that's something that that we've got to try to strive to put on the ice uh, every night. You have 21 games left in the regular season, counting this St. Louis game tomorrow night. And you mentioned making the group better. This is the time of year where around the NHL, a lot of teams are looking to make their groups better externally by some trades. Uh, There are a ton of things swirling around the league. I would say the Penguins, for the most part, don't seem to be mentioned in a whole lot of it. But you still have been through this before as the head coach of this team when trades have been made, when players have come and gone. What's it like this time of year just to kind of manage all that? Uh, I guess keep the the noise out of the dressing room and keep it focused on the, the task at hand on the ice. This is always a time of year where you know it creates a little bit of anxiety, I think, for players for obvious reasons. And these guys are human beings, and uh, you know the the conversations that we have with our guys is just to control what you can. You know, there's so many things that that are outside of of your control that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to to concern yourself about it. 
and 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 just control what you can and embrace the process and 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 that's what we're trying to do. We, you know, we're, we're going to cro- coach the group of players that we have here. Uh, we really like the group of players that we have inside our locker room. They're high character people first and foremost, and they're real good hockey players. And we're going to try to push them to become the best team uh, that we can become here. And uh, you know, if Hexy chooses to. Uh, to, to make a deal here to try to improve our team uh, between now and the trade deadline. Uh, we'll react to that uh, the best way that we can. Uh, but in the meantime, for all of us that, uh, you know, that are inside our dressing room, we're just going to focus on the task at hand. We're going to stay in the moment. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. We're going to ignore the noise, so to speak, uh, that all of this uh, stuff is uh, going on around us. And, and, and I think that's, that's just a, a necessary mindset to have. Uh, all year, but in particular at this particular time of year, uh, you know, for obvious reasons with some of the, you know, some of the media coverage and the scrutiny that goes around the trade deadline. Five days away, the NHL trade deadline. The next time you and I speak, it'll be in the rearview mirror. Maybe we'll be discussing additions. Maybe we won't. Uh, will re- remains to be seen as far as the Penguins are concerned. But, Coach, good luck uh, against the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night and the games ahead, and I'm sure we'll reconvene and discuss it all again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Josh. It's nice talking with you. All right, that is Penguins head coach Mike Sullivan. And a reminder, the Pens and St. Louis Blues face off 8 o'clock Eastern time on Thursday night, 7 o'clock on the pregame show. You can catch it all right here on the Penguins radio network. For Pens head coach Mike Sullivan and executive producer Wayne Gretzky-Anderson, I'm Josh Getzoff. This has been the Highmark Coaches Show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Good night.